Oh, baby, we're back. It's time to talk about some records, boys and girls, because in case you forgot, <laughs> this is Record Talk, that's and that's right. where we do it. Oh, my God, I'm hearing the loop of my own voice. Let's pretend that's not happening. There it is. It's <laughs> muted, and I'm back. Brand new. I'm distorting like a psychopath. Let's fix that. What's up? Oh, that's wrong. What's, what's up, everybody? How's what's it going, up? brothers? Oh, man. Was the intro song supposed to play? I don't think so. No, it was just the regular countdown because I can't find the okay. intro song. Yeah, it was not great. So, so in the interim time since there's been a record talk, uh, let's caffeinate. Cheers. Oh, cheers, brothers. Well, uh, so I don't have any of the sound effects uh, currently. Oh no, unfortunately, yeah, oh. yeah. I, I sold that piece of equipment, um, but we're back. We're back. That's all that matters. We're back. Let's um. So if you're watching this, YouTube is the place for the chat. That's where it's going to populate onto something we can see. Um, I will continue to look and see why and when we can make Facebook also populate. But for those who don't know, this is Record Talk, guys. This is where we talk about records successfully. Yeah. Um, myself is Rob, and then to my side is Brian, and to my underneath, as always, the bottom of all bottoms is James. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, we're so excited to be back. So just for a bit of background, if you don't know, Record Talk hatched on Instagram. Hold on, let's make Instagram live. Instagram live is where we started this show. Myself and Brian um, on a on a rainy night Summer during night. during um the last couple of years, Pan and uh, can't go there. So, you know, we were just <laughs> talking about stuff we loved. I can't, what was the first episode, Brian? Do you remember? Blind Melon Soup. Of course, it was. What a great record, naturally. <laughs> and uh, you know, it just evolved and it grew and it turned into you know this this two-headed hydra if you will and we said well if we're going to take this to the next level we need to complete the triforce so we reached out to the desert and we pulled james right back to reality <laughs> desert man <laughs> bunch of childhood friends here so we're going we're going international three of the four time zones believe it or not are being occupied on this this uh oops damn <laughs> this uh Oh, we're so rusty. Okay, it's close. <laughs> so I'm out of New York. Brian's out of uh, the great state of Chicago, which is a city state inside of Illinois. Yep. <laughs> and James is in uh, Stockholm, Arizona. So we're ready to go. <laughs> How much Rob's ever-present knowledge of geography is still in full force. That and the math. <laughs> we're hoping that the math takes a, a front seat tonight. You know what? My shoes are a little bit easier to take off than normal, so get ready for a treat. I can go past 10. Oh, so the cool thing about Record Talk was it allowed a bunch of childhood friends to really reminisce about, you know, just what it felt like to hang out in a car, driving around, listen to tunes, nerd out over a great album, nerd out over a great band, a great concert. And it goes, you know, video games and, and, and cars and, and guitars and just anything that, you know, that's really where this exists. And we're going to discuss today a fantastic record by uh, Nirvana. And then we're going to talk into some things that we've been working on for the future. Hey, so you want to see that? Okay. Look at that. Inside, <laughs> yeah. Classy. <We're>, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, and we've made some, tricks. we've gotten to know some incredible people from around the world through this yeah. journey. And we're so excited to jump back on tonight and see where this takes us. So does anyone else have anything to say before we uh, jump right back in here? Yankee fan, I'm waiting for you to discuss song four on In Utero. All right. That's Jeremy. He actually has a Brian tattoo on his arm he wanted to show you today, but you weren't here. Oh, did he? <laughs> what does that mean? He like carved your face into his arm. Ooh. <laughs> I'm terrified. 
Uh, Jeremy was just here. I just finished up a band practice at the school and everyone was super stoked. We got some new followers, so they're probably going to jump on and watch us. And uh, we appreciate that. But yeah, I'm sorry I interrupted. You were saying something. You're very dark. I am? Yeah. Or maybe I'm just ultra bright, taking up all the light. Uh, you're, you're a lot. You're a lot. There's a, there's a light above <laughs> my head. I feel like Brian's very epic right now. Like it is very like there's a lot of darkness and a lot of bright. It doesn't help. It's a good contrast. Dark. uh, Yeah. Oh, you know why I have a dark shirt on? I would take it off, but I also have a black shirt on. So (laughs) is there any other color to wear? Uh, Apparently today I'm dressed like a cat burglar. I'm in all black except for my socks. So even those are pretty gray. So (laughs) yeah, I I mean, this has been a fun ride, man. We just us kind of getting together and chatting about music. And we've made some great friends along the ride uh, across the world too. We had some people from England um just talking a bunch of different records answering questions and just shooting shit about music it's been great yeah england brazil the great state of north carolina i mean it's just been incredible (laughs) the great state of north carolina so hopefully we see some of those guys and james you want to just catch us up a bit where you've been what you're up to we'll jump you know hey now nothing nothing too crazy i was gonna say actually like since the last time we did this i've got a new phone i hope my video is better you're strong (laughs) you're crisp you're crisp you are like you're uh you're pop collection that wasn't in your backdrop in previous times i believe that's true i uh i broke down my setup and like i couldn't get the angle just right so i'm gonna say this is just about where it's supposed to be i love this this is a great angle it's really cool because i like when there's stuff in the background that draws you in you want to like what's that you know like squint and look did you Uh, end up ever selling those uh that set of books was it books or dvds that you're gonna sell i never did i I stopped looking into it like i have them they're mine i mean yeah. All I'm going to do if curious. I sell them is rebuy like the larger volumes, which I right. kind of want the larger <laughs> volumes anyway. But uh, I'm not like I'm emotionally attached to the story, but not the books that I have. So I might still do it at some point that there is value there, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So one of the first things we do before we jump into the album, I don't have the song, unfortunately, but it's a little song that goes, what's in the, what, what's in the, what, what what's in the, what's in the. That's right, boys and girls. What's in the glass? So what are we drinking? Well, I have a double shot of espresso. Ooh. That's awesome. Ultra caffeinating myself because not only do we have a coffee machine at Rob's School of Music, we also have an espresso machine right in the yes, front. So do. whichever direction you walk, you can get caffeinated and a fridge full of energy drinks. So what is sleep? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows, I, right? <laughs> what do you got, Brian? What's in your cup? I saw some well, clear it's funny, liquid. Have, yeah, it's funny. You have a double shot. I have a, my Pac-Man glass here. I have a seltzer with a double shot of soju. So... It's a Korean um, green green grape soju that natural what? spirits. No, it's like a, it's like a it's a liquor. It's um double shot of that. It's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. That sounds quite good. James, what you got? I'm actually I, I have a very light pour of uh, that um, Lejeune bourbon that we got at from Star by you up in oh, yeah? Monroe. I haven't had it in a while, and I find that it has evolved into peanuts. Which uh, I'm totally cool with. All right. So if you guys want to come out to New York, I mean, I'm waiting for you. Oh yeah. Is that 18? Yeah, that's what that number says. Yeah. I couldn't quite mm. see it for a minute there, yes, but sir. yeah. Mm. The Portwood was fantastic, and uh, I did you have you had the 18? Did you? Open I'm waiting that? for my friends. Oh, you're a good uh, man. You're the best I have a couple thing. things I'm waiting to share with you guys. All right. Uh, so. Let's I'll jump in. In, ru- in utero. In so while we're here, so we're talking about Nirvana in utero. Nirvana. 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 So it's interesting because I, I was showing the thumbnail to uh, some of the students here today and they're like, this is terrible thumbnail. I said, why? And they said, well, you have that naked woman on there. Why would you have her? And I'm like, dude, that's the album art. And they didn't know. And then they pulled up the uh, 
never mind album artwork and said, well, at least you didn't use that person. And I said, well, on record talk, we have one rule and it's uh, no wieners. So that's why <laughs> um, we can have anim- anatomically stripped down angel ladies. But oh, we did never mind, though. And we showed we did. Covers. I know, but we did. I know, but just play along. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I did put the, uh, the record over it. I don't you know. did. You covered it up. Did I? All right. Yeah. So was I am, the, was the in utero cover was like a like a dissected person or like a the mannequin that's a, yeah kind of like it's like a yeah you see how it, like you see okay yeah intestines and muscle musculature yeah it's so, kind of cool it's very cool very a lot of the art direction exhibit. of this this album so not only was uh, Kurt doing the vocals and, and the guitar but he was doing the art direction he was doing the photography the design um, obviously they had an artist you know put that together but a lot of that even heart-shaped box believe it or not a lot of that idea came from him the director was surprised sometimes artists will come up with the ideas and they're like yeah that's shite um but he was surprised at how well thought out he had had heart-shaped box that he's like you know what this actually could really work and obviously that's it's an iconic video yeah i want to jump into that but i just i think for context it's important so what year did um never mind come out so this came out in 93 so no, no. september Oh, uh, never, ne- mind. never mind. Never mind. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Was ninety two, and Utero was ninety three. So they're so a year apart. Year apart. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Kurt was gone in ninety four. So yeah. That's right. Yeah. So they did the MTV um, unplugged, and then I feel like it was ninety one for Nevermind. Nope, ninety two, sir. Eighty nine was Bleach. Ninety two was Nevermind, and then you had Incesticide in between that compilation album before. Go ahead. Uh, it was that me. much. In go that go and check my window. ears. Go ahead, son. Yeah. And they recorded this album in two weeks. That's, I can see that. Yeah. So two weeks time. September 21st, 1991. Not 21st. It's September 13th. September 24th, 1991. Mm-hmm. Is when Nevermind came out. Oh, okay. Nevermind. Gotcha. That's what I 91? asked. I said, when does Nevermind come out? You said 92. Oh, did I say 92? I'm say, oh, man. The brain. James. Jeez. <laughs> We're falling apart. <laughs> it's a wreck. Where's Jamie Lee Fox when you need her? <laughs> So for all you watching this currently present past and future, normally we're more spot on, but we, we hatched this nugget of an idea 48 In hours ago, 48 hours. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah. so we're doing it. Wow. We we're a little rusty. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I knew that it makes sense, but even still, even though 91 to 93, that's still a very prolific run. Yes. And I think what, and, and I just, for context, if you do go back and watch the nevermind um, episode, which I will clip it when you look up there, you'll have a link to it when you rewatch this. Um, so I hated that. I was like, Nirvana is dumb, blah, blah, blah. And I was so like obnoxious and like pretentious and Pearl Jam's better. And all of that's completely true. Snow but 10. Snow 10. It's not, and it's not, <laughs> it's not. And I think that was my problem. It's not 10 and it's not super unknown. And it's not melancholy and the infinite sadness. And it's not it's core or purple. Not. None of them are those things, but it's something unique and special on its own. And I didn't realize that I literally put an Instagram post a couple months back. And I was like, so I just found this band Nirvana. Apparently they're pretty good. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> right? And I like went as far as to buy, like, like the Kurt Cobain signature, uh, like legit, whatever this is, a Jaguar. So like, <laughs> whatever this is. Yeah. I just paused because I have no idea what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's been up there for a while. I forgot. Been but there for a little bit. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And now I do get it. And listening to this with those fresh ears, um, it's really kind of cool because some of these songs are like ultra slick, catchy Beatles esque, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll go deeper, yeah. but then like you get to something like, uh, 
some of the like I can't even, but like some of the songs are so. They're gnarly. Uh, okay, so They're just sent, 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 sentless apprentice. I yeah, love that very, song, but yeah. it's just like very gross. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. There's some of them are just they're gnarly as hell. They they have all the jagged edges. Nothing's been polished. I mean, Kurt said it. He said, "Of course they want another Nevermind, uh, but I'd rather die than do that." This is exactly the kind of record I would buy as a fan that I would enjoy owning, yeah. and that is very telling. And when you listen to this, that shines through like a hundred percent. And I think it's interesting because a lot of bands, you know, you look at their big big record you look at pearl jam 10 versus vitology and then all of a sudden they put out no code which was experimental and weird and strange and has a lot of you know in my opinion hits on it but certainly a few misses right and it's almost as like this strategic like no let's go back to our roots and even if you look at like um uh the the record after purple stp uh tiny music vatican gift shop whatever it is Mm -hmm. like that one felt really different too this it's it's if bleach happened then this happened i think that would make more sense than bleach nirvana this this felt more I mean, to uh, going mind. back to the the roots it was that grittier sound so you had a polished feeling on nevermind and and that was something that i don't know if the band i know kurt was very vocal about like not in liking the fact that it became so polished it's not what he wanted uh, and that was why they sought out um steve albini for this one because he had a yes. reputation with the american independent music scene um he had very odd methodical ways of recording that he knew would capture that rough around the edges like capture the raw energy like the stooges and which is somebody that he's produced like how do you capture someone like the stooges iggy pop you know and he did that in this album you hear this album you could you could you could smell the sweat you, yes. you know yes you, you smell the room it was recorded it's it's a phenomenal album a lot of credit goes to Nevermind. i don't know I, th- I think this one's better in my opinion this is i love this i love Nevermind. don't get me wrong but uh, this one well, i don't know i'm curious james because you're um you know what do we call him the dark the heretic the heretic thank the you dark heretic I was like no it's like the dark horse that's not right that's brutal because, i became way more metal if i'm the dark heretic now <laughs> because your opinions come from a very different place i think and you you know what is your take on this album yeah i'm actually i'm still stuck on brian saying that kurt said that nevermind was too polished yeah he it that was, staggers I, me in itself because nirvana's sound is nevermind included i feel like is so gritty and like so it like still does oh, for sure. razor, razor blades you know like so it, to me like I, I feel like uh sonically like it's still very very rough oh yeah but if you listen to Bleach, then listen to Nevermind, and then listen to Neuro. Like the next when we when we're done with this episode, when you have some time this week, just listen to those three. I'm don't even like go deep into them. Just listen one after the other, and you'll see. You're like, oh yeah, I could see why that may have been more of a commercial click um, for a lot of people and hooked in a lot of people that may have not been. If this album or Bleach came out, they wouldn't have been into Nirvana. You mm. could see where that was kind of a catch-all. There is some polish there for sure. You'll see it. Well, I'll you know what's it. interesting too, I think, is how can you go from songs like All Apologies, Dumb, Penny Royalty, maybe that's a little extreme in terms of this the this pain in his voice there, but Heart J Box and and Dumb and All Apologies, but then like sent sent I can't say that word. Sentless Sentless Apprentice or Rape Me. Or I mean, they're just very diverse and different. And then even like the service servants, like it starts off and you're like, where, like that could, I hear Beatles in that song. Oh right? yeah. It's 100%. crazy. Yeah. Cause yeah. how do you have a song that has Beatles influences and track two is like, 
these tribal drums and this whole other thing, you know? Oh, here's a quote I found. So here, early in 92, Cobain told Rolling Stone that uh, Nirvana's next album would showcase both of their extremes of their sound, saying it'll be more raw with some songs and more candy pop on some of the others. It won't be as one-dimensional as Nevermind. So to him, it was more one-dimensional. It didn't have the depth and, and the obscurity that they they were known for and just dragging in just more of what they encompassed in their, you know, in their, their living spaces and their live shows. Um, so I, you could hear that. It's, I think that a lot of that's attributed to Steve Albini and yeah. his reputation for what he's able to, you know, produce with music. I think if you look at what he's produced and who he's worked with and him as an artist in general, you're like, whoa. You know what? It's interesting because this was what ninety three. We just mm -hmm. we, we were we were confident of that one ninety three, right? So <laughs> I'm I'm ten. I remember very distinctly when Kurt died. I'm eleven. I yep. remember when the muddy banks of the Wishka. I remember the live in New York. I can recall that when it actually happened. So that's early. The unplugged you're talking about. Yep. Yep. Um. I can remember when he died. I can remember that Muddy Banks of the Wishka um, live album they put out after he died because yep. Aneurysm was the um, the single they were pushing. I remember sitting in my kitchen watching the TV with MTV with James actually, and that video was on. Just a random I'm eating a bowl of cereal probably or something. I don't know. Right on. Um, Throwing this... cereal into my face. <laughs> well, talking to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throwing um, shocking. I. I... <laughs> Oh, throwing it into my face. I see. Yes, probably. I remember when all apology, I'm sorry, uh, heart shaped box. I remember the video of it. And I remember thinking like, this feels different than, you know, uh, come as you are or whatever prior to it, but it still felt, I, I think, I don't know. This thought is half formed because it's a 48 hour old idea, but I think like, it still feels like the same band, but it's different. And that's hard to do. It's hard to kind of uh, maybe jumping off the idea you had to continue on the same path and have it splinter in an organic way. Like, yeah. I guess, referencing that quote where it's all sides of something. Yeah. And then, like, if you say, okay, well, there's like, I have this um, 20th anniversary edition. So there's, there's a, yeah, a, a CD with a different, a, a new mix of it, but then it has like some B sides. It has Marigold, which is the mm -hmm. uh, Dave Gold one, and it has Sappy, which I think is, I think, is that the one that, it will make you happy, right? Just going. like that, right? Can it. you tell? Yeah, that's a good one. I can't play the music, so you just have to guess, right? Yeah. Uh, um, so let's 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 put a pin in this. What's the next Nirvana song? You know, you're right. That's the only thing that came after this. If that's where they were going, and I think I said that during the Nevermind thing too. Like, I remember you, calling. I remember calling you when that came. I was like, dude, this sounds as it's fitting for the time. It came out so much so much longer yeah. after his death and it sounded like something that if they were still together or they had gotten back together to do another album that's what it was it was pertinent to the times it wasn't just like we were all craving what else do you have in the canon that wasn't released yeah it was incredible it ah oh, to this i was after uh, listening to this whole album i immediately my brain went to that song so yeah it just, me too it feels like the natural progression of what this this band would have done if not even more obviously what's your favorite song on here Jane, let's start with the heretic. Let's start yeah. with the heretic of that one. None uh, of them. <laughs> None <laughs> no, of them. Not that. Um, Jeremy. I feel at some point I'm going to have to defend myself here. I haven't even <laughs> said anything bad, but I'm going to have to defend myself. I want you to. But 
You want me to say something bad? Yeah. Um, well, I won't say something bad. I'll first I'll say my favorite. Song I like your shirt. Is that a Volkswagen on your shirt? No, it's actually my car, but it's cute. It's like oh, somebody that is cute. Yeah. Okay. But right. um, my favorite song is All Apologies. Um, I I love the melancholy of the guitar, and I, mm-hmm. I love his vocals on that. Actually, I, it's just it's it's always been my favorite song on this album. Um, but I don't I don't have anything bad to say about it. I liked Nevermind more personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I f- I enjoyed the grit of this album, but I. I hear everything different. Anybody who's seen the show and who like knows my shtick knows yeah. that I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't absorb stuff the same way, but being someone who absorbs some stuff differently, this was going back and listening to the whole thing uh, over the course of the past 48 hours uh, was the first time that I heard Kurt's voice and been like, man, that guy hurts. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the first time that I really made it's that. Like I've heard place. it before and been like, man, like you had to be in a messed up place to like to come at that from that you know tangent. But this, like the whole album, sounds painful, and uh, I, that's that's the main thing I took away from listening to it with fresh fresh ears after you know twenty plus years of ever listening to it. Really, I, yeah. I agree entirely. Like so, I I got into Nirvana, you know, a couple months ago. Because I read Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl's book, which is amazing. If you guys haven't read it, it's just it's a quick read and it's just so full of awesome stories. And he discusses really briefly like Kurt dying and Nirvana. And it was more on the level of not like the rise of fame, but not like on this gig, blah, blah, blah. But he was like, that was my friend. And I'll never get to talk to my friend again. And he references Kurt's pain. So like I'm hearing Dave's words in my mind, listening to Kurt sing in my other ear. And I'm like, my God, this guy like is just. Yeah messed up terribly yeah. messed up and you hear it in in the sad songs and that like all apologies he's not screaming but he's sad i mean i guess That's a little bit brutal. but it's not yeah you hear that you hear that with a lot of bands that like open up about that like because i know christopher thorne has said that in numerous interviews and just in, in in time that we've talked to him probably like you just never heal from that like that's right you know so i this is gonna sound like a cop-out but hear me out on this one when you ask what's the favorite um going back to it this album to me is a lot like Nine Inch Nails' Downward Spiral. It's very difficult to choose a favorite. Um, and because compositionally, it's just, I don't know, it depends on my attitude, depends on what's going on lyrically. There's so much great stuff here. Um, so I, I have a hard time. There are times where I'm like, serve the servants. I love how, I love a good song that really grabs you by the collar. It's like, listen! And I love this stuff. Uh, the song that kicks the door in, you know? Uh, so like there's times it's that. And then this all apologies, a beautiful folksy independent kind of sound like this rocky folky staticky sound. So it just, it depends on my mood, you know? So yeah. I, I don't know. I really, as a, as a whole, and plus there's lots of common themes in this album too. So it almost feels conceptual at a, at a point. So I don't know. It's a lot like downward spiral for me. I, I don't know that I could just pick some days it's this other days it's that. So that's a good, I, I think I agree with you though, because it does have a lot of, it's, I don't even say colors because I feel like it's more, it's more, it's like seasons almost. Like this album is a year, right? And there's like, there's fall yes. songs and there's summer songs, yeah. there's spring songs. Emotionally, what comes with those seasons yeah. and just conceptually where he's coming from, like Heart Shape Box man. is a very accessible song. Very. Um, and it's a great song, but then. Hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And then you put the video in your mind and like, I'll eat your cancer when it turns black. Like, whoa, what are you saying, man? What's going on? What happened? Yep. Um, But then something like Senseless Apprentice where he's just so like, 
raw screaming. It's quite autobiographical too. I mean, some of his pain, his anxiety, his confusion. Yeah. Um, it really resonates. You know, I, the sound is exactly what they needed. Following, never mind. Like Albini was perfect in putting like mics all over the place to capture the feel of the room, and that's something yeah. that Nirvana had wanted, and other producers wouldn't be okay with. Um, so like for example, they put you know Dave Grohl in the kitchen. So they would get a different kind of resonance with his sound. Um, they put 30 mics around his kit to get a certain type. So it's like there really was some experimental stuff that you can see how it captures more of that. You're in the room. You're in the recording session. You're in this place where they're all creating and crafting. You can yeah. feel that in this album. That's magic. Not yeah. every album captures that. That's magic, man. And I think like, I'm sorry, James, what? Oh, no, I, mean, I agree. Like it's, there's a very like a, uh close vibe when you listen to it i guess yeah. like you, you almost feel like you're kind of in it yeah i think there's um i think we've talked about this before there's like this series they used to have called i think it's classic masters and it's yeah. on it's on uh, amazon prime so if you have yep. prime you can watch all of them without any like that coda collection upcharge stuff and uh the nirvana the uh, nevermind one is amazing um especially when they break down something in the way which is used insanely perfectly in uh the the new batman movie it's oh, in the movie yeah. two it's in the movie two different times big chunks of the song and like it's so perfect in that place you're miss i was talking to uh, one of the guys here he's like i was so into the song and what i was seeing visually i missed dialogue because i was just so in the moment yeah. i wish they had a classic masters maybe they do and i don't know about it for this record because i would love to hear Kurt's yeah. raw vocal i would love to hear the drums i would love to hear what's going on and i think that it's really cool that these songs got more complex to the point that when they toured this record they brought in uh, Pat Pat Smear, mm -hmm. so like they needed another guitar player. But even then, Kurt, in where he is in his head, like he's still stood in the same spot of the stage. Yeah, like, he was he was never center stage. Like no. Chris was center stage, and Kurt on the side. You know, yeah, just so much going on, man. I it's wish it's interesting to watch bands dynamics like that. Yeah, it's a shame to think. I mean, in that in that first opening line where he says, "Teenage angst has paid off well. Now I'm bored and old. Self appointed judges judge more than they've sold." It's just, it's, you could tell like some of this stuff, like it's paid off. My angst has paid off. It's made me famous. But at the same time, like he's great with wordplay. Like yeah. I'm bored though of this. Like it's not as fulfilling. I don't think that fame was something that's, it doesn't suit everybody well, especially, you know, unwarranted fame where people are just crowding you and not giving you your privacy. So then on top of like his other demons, you know, that's, you put that Molotov cocktail together and, ugh, you know, it's rough. I think also when these artists, these iconic figures, pass away you yeah. know in their late 20s you know Jimi hendrix him my my buddy morrison like you shannon yeah um there's a doris reference there you i heard nice. you i, I, I just, just, just make it right sure pick it. up what i put down baby <laughs> they become especially like you know 70s 80s 90s like yeah. i think kurt is of the last generation where it, I don't want to say it's glamorized, but it's there wasn't the footage. Like I look through this booklet and I'm like, wow, look at these pictures of him. Like it's you can't access it in the same way where like people love the Grateful Dead, Jerry Garcia. There's a million bootlegs of a Grateful Dead concerts that you can see the guy and feel like, you know, the guy and get into the guy, even though he died prematurely. Also, such a short window. Yeah. Same thing, you know, literally on. better to burn out than fade away. Right. And it's, right. it's my blind melon. Also, like when. Yeah. Um, all I can say came out. I was like, Oh my God, look at this guy. Like we're like, 
it feels voyeuristic almost. I yeah. wish stuff like that. I found a channel, a, a page on Instagram. I'll link it up in this. And it's all old, like random Nirvana uh, bootlegs. Oh, and you know, like cool. minute long clips of songs. But it's oh, like, wow. Awesome. Like, yeah, link that, dude. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, do you guys remember when he, when he passed away? Like, do you remember where you were? You, you remember? Remember, it's just being, it was, it was solemn. It was high school. I just remember it just. That makes me 11. That makes me six, sixth grade. 13? Oh, wait, 13. Yeah, it's because I was just getting into rock yeah. music, like sixth grade. That was like. It was heavy, man. It was so heavy. It's interesting. I remember the aftermath of it more. You what know, month was I... it? What month did it happen? April? Yeah, oh. April, April 4th, I think it was. I think we like, you know, like let me pass away from Motorhead. Like that's, that's sad, right? That's an iconic man, but like he's had decades and decades and there's footage. And it's like you said, like, this is not like they were, they had had like, they were still in the thick of it. You know, they yeah. were still on the cusp of what they could still do independently together, different projects, you know, like, like we said about Batman, like it being used in that light, you know, like, it's just crazy. There was so much possibility and so much on the table, you know, it's just like, it just, it's like, oh man. You, you know? know what I think, I think is kind of cool about him. And I don't think you can, Jimi Hendrix, it's not the same thing. And I'm paralleling them for a reason. John Lennon, it's not quite the same thing. Like the 27 club. Is that what it is? Well, that, but yeah, but yeah. it's, I'm going somewhere with it. Like Kurt Cobain was in a band, a guitar, a rock band. So like this pet project of mine recently has been trying to um, achieve a full, uh, 1990 set the whole decade of guitar world magazines and i have issues where kurt's talking it's not like an old interview like it's 1992 and he's being interviewed he's alive yeah. and yeah. it's like what like that's a thing but yeah of course it was a thing but yeah. that doesn't really i don't know it's just he's like he's iconicized but he's like a ghost but it's like he's screaming right in your face but then just to grab a magazine like he's just right there it's very strange it is yep yeah that yeah. was heavy that was that was a good one it was yeah it really was man so, I I never, mean, go sorry, go ahead. yeah go for it james do it I, I i never thought about it in that context because i feel like everything has shifted so radically in the past couple of years like now we would immediately associate that with like oh, there's an interview with him like with premier guitar or something on youtube or something like that right that right rundown yeah, like that doesn't exist for that. So no. it's right. It's articles. It's it's pictures. Yeah. yeah. I also find it I'd I'd love to read that because I always found like thought of him as someone who was very closed off. That like he didn't talk about these kind of things. And like it was the fact that he was like a guitar player and would have been in like a guitar player magazine almost seems like secondary to what he was about. Right. So that's that's especially unique, I think. Yeah. Well, I think that's a part that like some people have a hard time with. I mean, there's there's several artists you know like that that are like that that are shy, but they also want to do this. So it's it's that weird pull, you know, where it's like, well, I gotta do this, but it's not to what capacity. So I don't know. I think that's part of the thing that you know really probably jabbed at him a bit too. You know, and then on top of like, you know, he's he said that you know he has bipolar disorder. So like these all these things, you mix all this together and you don't know what you're doing. There's not a manual on this that says, all right. But this is successfully work. Go this path, like, and just the severe addiction. I mean, there's a biography on him, right. heavier, heavier than heaven. Yeah, um, which is just it's fantastic, and it I haven't really, seen it. Yeah, it's um, I read it 
two times actually and then i just oh it's a book i'm sorry a book a book yeah um and then i actually just recently reread the last chapter of the end of his life because it's just like why like he was so um deliberate and everything that happened at the end like there was it was a choice you know it wasn't but yeah man so that's that's what we do around here guys we talk about records in this way and we make ourselves bummed out and sad (laughs) Um, well no let's let's spin it around i think there's a lot of great things on this album too so i think most people would think of nirvana and like james was saying the guttural streams and where is that coming from is what you know how he does that whether it's from a place but like there's a lot of things lyrically in here too like some of them are based on novels most people wouldn't think that like there's certain songs like scentless uh scentless apprentice is based on a novel uh perfume by a german writer um and it's, it's about this this guy who has this extraordinary sense of smell but he also doesn't um have any order of his own kind and he's just kind of like he's in a, he grows up in an orphanage and these nurses and he's kind of treated like crap and years later he becomes like this apprentice to a master perfume maker and he later commits these series of murders in order to kind of make these perfume scents of his victims so like you wouldn't expect something like that like so he's taken this book and he's written this amazing song about it um there's like francis um francis farmer will have her revenge in seattle that's based on a, an actress from the seattle area uh her whole story um so like there's a lot of like cool substance here too that most people may not know because they just hear a guy screaming like ah it's not for me it's noise you know but there's a lot of great substance here you know and like i said before there's there's common themes whether you know in utero fetal there's all the penny royalty plays on words like he was a really smart dude you know really smart dude creative as hell and that's that (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) you know i encourage everyone there's some people you know if you're watching this now while we're we're live i encourage you jump in that chat you know what's the song you like in this do you remember when it came out do you remember um when he wasn't here anymore do you have any thoughts or opinions on this and anyone watching this in the future you know please jump in and just get the community back up and running because i think the coolest part of music is being able to talk to other people about it because you'd be surprised how many universal emotions you know a lyric will connect with someone and i i've you know had situations where a song i thought was sad or someone else found is happy yeah another way around and i just always think that's really paradoxical because why why how could you hear that that way oh because i hear it this way and i think that's why it's really cool to be able to have different opinions about something and find some kind of a common ground yeah well look at rape me most people just the song alone the title i know that got a lot of stir out of people too is it when he played it it was snl or the uh mtv awards was it i think yeah uh, they started it and then they went into a different song they were gonna cut almost cuts commercial yeah because it you know on the service like rape me oh god but it's not it's it's oddly enough it's an anti-rape song you know it's from this perspective of the, of the victim but because of what it's seeing and people not taking a second to be like all right is this tongue-in-cheek what is he trying what's the whole message people immediately get up in arms right it's like you're saying like it's got to be negative it's got to be in support of rape actually it's not you know certain songs you think are sad but make you happy so yeah it's interesting that's the beauty of art man and, and lyrics and music it's everything's open to interpretation to some degree and I think, uh, yeah, I think we all, I think your first impression of something is very, uh, indicative of your later feelings or your ultimate whoa, feelings. Whoa, towards whoa, whoa, language. Just kidding. <laughs> I didn't even know what I said. <laughs> I don't know. You threw me off the dick. There you go. That language. <laughs> you said indicative, but then Brian said it anyway. I said dick. <laughs> oh, I see what's happened here. Easy, okay. Steve Rogers. Go. 
I don't even know how to say what I was going to say anymore. It's gone. I'm You're talking about dick. Go ahead. We interrupted you. <laughs> Indicative. Indicative of. So, so we're talking about docking or like what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like our first, as people, like your first experience with music or with that piece of music uh, is very symbolic. Or sure. no, indicative is the word. By, indicative. Yeah, no, being an idiot. Yeah, of course. It's the right word. Yeah, yeah. Of your ultimate feelings on it and um i feel like your mood in that moment is related to that so like if you're the first time you hear something if you've had like a terrible day and you're just not in the mood for it you're not in a receptive mood towards what it could be and like you'll always ultimately associate that mood with that song yep. or with yeah. that piece of music or some degree yep. so like the first time I heard Heart Shaped Box, I didn't get it. I wasn't in a mental place to understand what the song was about. And I just knew at the time, you know, like Smells Like Teen Spirit was one thing and Heart Shaped Box was a different thing. Right. And I could make that differentiation. And ultimately, like I didn't care for it as much. And that probably spilled over towards the later years that that's probably like I clung to Nevermind and I never really latched mm. onto a neutral. That's interesting. You said something there too uh, about like, you know, certain mind frames and, and there, there are certain novels we go back to and there are time, there are time capsules, right? Like they either don't hold the test time or sometimes they just, they just you know, zip you right back to time. or like, Oh, I remember those sentiments in, in this time in my life. I remember what was going on. Um, and they still have great meaning and they still have a special place. Some, and then some are like kind of timeless. And I feel like this is a timeless album because like in listening to it, while I am re reminiscent of, things that were going on, attitudes, feelings, people, events. It took on a new shape with the new lenses I have, having more experiences in life, living longer life and having more years to me. It was interesting, you know? It, it didn't feel like something that was just a time capsule. Like, oh, I remember this in when I was 13 years old, right? You know, so it was it was really cool to revisit this because I haven't listened to this album in a little bit. So it was like, oh, man, this is cool. Like, I was just, I played it back to back. I finished it and started right back up again. And I mean, that aspect of it felt like some of the albums that we listened to in high school where we're just like all right play it back again and again and again but like this had different meaning too just you know more experiences like it's uh, that was interesting i wasn't expecting that and that was that was an awesome welcome surprise i think for someone who, who's you know listening to us talk about this and they're like oh well i know you know uh smells like teen spirit and i know heart shaped box but i don't know any of these other songs these these fine young gentlemen are talking about fine um you know, go into it with an open mind because it's different. It is different. And some of it is jarring and some of it lyrically or emotionally or sonically is off putting. But listen to it as a complete work. Listen to it front to back. Don't put on yeah. shuffle. Don't jump around like just digest yeah. it in the sequence. They intentionally put it because back in 1993, they were being conscious of the order in which the songs were being delivered to the listener and, and respect that and, and hear that because there's definitely you know, ending with all apologies makes a heck of a lot more sense than if it some reason went between heart shaped box and rape me. It just doesn't, yeah. you know, right. Like the sequence yeah. is important. Well, oddly enough, this song, one of the, uh, the titles they had played around with for this song was going to be uh, for the song for the album, album was, uh, I hate myself and want to die, which ended up being one of the tracks on the Beavis and Butthead. Um, yeah. Album. Do it, that? Uh, Beavis and Butthead. Do it. It was a Beavis and Butthead. Do America. Do America. No, it was Beavis and Butthead experience. Was, oh Beavis no, that was the movie right. one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, I hate myself and want to die. Wow. What crazy that that was happening all at once. 
Right? Yeah. That was a great compilation of band. Like Anthrax did a uh, cover of Beastie Boys. Um, you know, a great compilation album. Looking down the barrel of a gun. Thank you, James. The Cable Guy. <laughs> cable Guy soundtrack is just like straight out like 90s. Jerry yeah. Cantrell. So is Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber's got like yep. more of that alternative rock 90s. Uh, weird under the subculture, under the counter subculture stuff there. Which is the... funny that he's in both of those. Was the the first track on In Utero? I because of the way I was listening to it and the way that I was listening to the album these past couple of days, I I never really found a track list except for the songs that I knew already. Oh, because you're listening on YouTube. It's Serve the Servants is the first one. Serve the Servants. Yeah. Okay, was that like the the opening song in Clerks, mm. or or another Kevin Smith movie? I don't think so. No, it wasn't the open. I'm I I just remember the opening no. song in Clerks. I feel like I know that song from like an early '90s movie for some reason, but I I, I don't know why. I'm just, just just something that I was thinking about while I was listening to it. So if you guys are curious about that, hate myself and want to die, it is available on this uh, 20th anniversary, it which you also you can find all your on all the streaming. There's actually a three disc version, yes, which is not on the streaming, and that's like $200 on eBay. But this one is affordable. But you get the demos, you get the new mix, you get the B-sides and the bonus tracks, which gives Hate Myself, Want to Die, Marigold, Sappy, Moist Ruina. Um, just lots of yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. You had that great box set, um, similar to like the the, um, the Smashing Pumpkin box set where it was all the singles and then each single. I didn't have that, before. but in my previous life I had that, yes. All right, yeah, but yeah. that was a great box yeah. set because each single, like all apologies and rating, yeah. but then I had like the other B-sides and yeah. It was very reminiscent of the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, what was that? The airplane flies high, turns left. Right, which is also that. Left that, turns right. That Pumpkins one is on streaming too. There's a Cars cover they do on there. Yes. Mm -hmm. it's awesome. Oh, awesome. I, I revisit that box set every year. I love that box set. It's a great That box makes set. me think of you because I just remember like it just the, the, the music as a tangible thing. I keep touching this yes. and off camera, I'm taking the CD out and putting it back in because that's just such a nostalgic feeling. <laughs> it is. It is. Um. All right, let's take the last couple of minutes here and just discuss the future, if that's okay, boys. Is that cool? Yeah, with let's us? do it. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, don't want to run too far this over been 10 o'clock. Yeah, no, yeah. this has been fun. If, um, yeah. What we got going on, Rob? Come on. Start off, baby. Well, James is going through a change, but we're cool with it. We support him. He's moving back to New York. Yes. Good job, James. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out to the universe. Maybe the universe will listen. There you go. All right, dude. When are you making the move? You want to go back to the cold? You want to go no. even colder? I'm here. It's going to snow even. tomorrow. It's going to snow tomorrow, one to three inches. It was 70 degrees on Monday. <laughs> Where? By you? New York. Yeah, it was 70 oh. degrees yeah, on Monday. Yeah, we 68, and then it went to like 20-something. So Yeah, so that's... thank you. You're like, you're the future, and now I live your your hell. Yeah. I guess weather I blows this way. way. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> it there does you. go across. You're just, you're just crop dusting <laughs> <are>. New York. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready. I had dairy. <laughs> <laughs> so lots of cool things coming up, you know, in our time away from this <laughs> record talk, you know, existed as a thing just to, to really bring us together and develop this awesome yeah. community as we referenced. And um, we plan on doing more of it, maybe a little more sporadically and not as weekly, but I think there's something to be said about us discussing these sort of things. And there's certainly, value we provide to each other and hopefully anyone listening so on a larger scale we have been discussing uh, privately and separately and triforcenally um about well what are our other um 
Come on. Yes. Uh, um, you know, we all kind of do things independently, but it comes back to the, the home. So I do the interviews. I interview um, Mark Holcomb recently. He was just picked yeah. up by some place in interview. France. Yeah, he was incredible. Such a cool Such guy. A um, Jeff Schroeder recently from the Smashing Pumpkins. Cool stuff. Um, but each of these guys here, they got some some unique skills. Uh, Brian is uh, the most passionate human on the planet about many a thing, primarily the genre of horror and um, Monster Arm. What is it? Monster Arms Giant Catacomb? Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> um, yeah, Monster Arms Cellar. So you're going to start a podcast. Uh, podcast. Do not, can you call it Monster Arms Cellar? And you're going to be talking about just you know, horror-related stuff. So sci-fi, horror, mostly just dissecting movies. Kind of like what we do here. Um, and um, just had some really cool ideas about what I like that, what I like to do with that. And then um, really come at it from every angle artistically. So I've worked with these fine gentlemen coming up with an intro song and, and an outro and just really coming at this multimedia wise. So I'm really excited about uh, starting to put out some cool stuff that I have some stuff in the works for that. So hopefully we'll have some stuff together soon. Yes. Um, so I'm excited about that. It's going to be awesome. I mean, that's not a genre I know a ton about. And I tell you every time privately, I'll say it publicly. You, when you discuss these things, um, it makes me care very much. You, very much. Your passion is addictive. Thank you, and sir. enticing and captivating and i think it's going to be incredible and hopefully um there's a video component too maybe you can you tape yourself and just upload video however you choose to do it's going to be epic and then james yep. you had a pretty epic idea i don't know if you want to share that you don't have to but something cool also you don't want anyone to steal um, it well i've i've actually like this i don't know if this is like a dirty thing to say i've started like Ugh. scripting um some of my ideas for what i'm doing uh and uh basically i, I always like ask my friend my friends that live out here my wife um, I want to go for this long drive. Like I want to go from here to this place because we're like it's COVID and or well no it's, it's oh. a, you know, <laughs> well because people aren't doing a lot of things so there's like not really because I like point A and point B and I like to see what happens <laughs> not because I want to get somewhere I want to enjoy the road in between where I am and where I'm going to yeah. Um, and there's a lot of places out here that are really beautiful driving roads. There's a lot of beautiful desert, a lot of beautiful scenery. And so I was trying to explain, I was trying to, I can never get my thoughts out co coherently, but I, I stutter it, when I try and get my thoughts out. It, so you're not, it, it you're not stuttering. You're winning. Oh, okay. Well, it occurred to me and I got my thought out eloquently to my wife one day that it's not about. I'm, I'm not looking to get to a destination. The drive is what the destination is. Um, yeah. So I, I plan on doing like a, a small video series, maybe like finding a way to make it like a seasonal thing because I've got to get further <laughs> and I've got to go other places besides just my state. And I've got a couple locations planned already that uh, I just plan on doing these drives and filming them and explaining where they are, the car that I'm driving, where, when I go do the drive and, things to look out for and things like that, you know, nice. like where you can, where you're not necessarily <laughs> that like the big joke is I want to go to a Chipotle that's two hours away, not because I want to go to Chipotle, but because I want to drive the two hours of perfection <laughs> that are on the way to that Chipotle. That's There's like that weaves in and out of mountains and through forests and goes up and down and just does all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, uh, that's, that's what I love. And, in life a lot is just going for really really beautiful drives the absurdity of the way you describe it i love that it's something like out of monty python 
I'm going to a Chipotle two hours away. Not because I want Chipotle, but because. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I guess that's the point. Like, Can I be in the back I, seat with the uh, coconuts? <laughs> <laughs> like there's a, a beautiful drive that I love to do out here. And I do it kind of occasionally is, uh, is to a boat launch at a lake in Arizona. I don't have a freaking boat. I don't care about like going to the boat launch, but there's 16 miles of really, really nice road between where you jump off the main road and go to the boat launch. So, uh, on the boat launch drive, can you like have a guest for that one? I mean, like maybe get like T pain. I'm on a boat. Probably not, but that would be pretty cool. I think you can do it. I want, we'll have to figure out licensing. I'll just throw like lots of, I'm on a boat clips on towards the end. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Just randomly some like Jack Sparrow stuff too, just because that one's funny also. Michael Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, what about you, man? You complete me. Um, <laughs> Woo! I like Michael that James. Bolton's a major cinephile. <laughs> it's a great idea. I think it's cool because it's 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 a spin on, you know, it's not the destination, it's the journey kind of thing, but it ties into something you again passionate about driving. And then there's the scenic element to it, and then yeah. the car, there's a lot to discuss, you know. And what do you need to do it? You need a couple of GoPros and a story, and, and there's stories in every mile you drive. So it's cool, man. I like it a lot. And I, I'm I'm gonna try and get like uh, my buddies out here involved to take a couple different cars. We have a good selection of cars to pick from just in our circle. So Devin, Devin's not invited, but yeah, the rest sounds really cool. The cars are invited. <laughs> yeah. 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 And tell him to get back the Porsche and get rid of that silly race car. It's preposterous. <laughs> preposterous. Ah. <clears throat> yeah. Nice. That's kind of what we're all doing, I guess. Cool. Well, I have. Um, and I think, well, this will all kind of exist in the same kind of universe, you know, it's like the, uh, multiverse of, of record dudes. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. Huh. Multiverse of record dudes. So my thing is, <laughs> so I, I have a book coming out. On, yes, he does. On, I saw that. Yes. On, uh, April 21st, it will release the day I was released from my mother's home. Hey! Very clever. Um, and it's, it's entitled this book shreds. And it was uh, written in collaboration with this woman, Kristen, who's incredible. And it is basically, I would say, um, 30% stories and experiences with tons of, you know, here's what you learn from that. 20% music theory and how to play music, how to write a guitar. And then 50% just like self-help kind of stuff, like music as a lifestyle, how music took a shy, awkward kid and turned him into an awkward guy with a big mouth and um <laughs> didn't shave off that awkwardness yeah so. no the awkward lingers but just to, to build the confidence through it, i think that's incredible yeah. and just to kind of teach people that it's not as hard as you think it is and um it's never too late to start and i think these are obstacles people come across um there's a link that is out now i'll put it up in here too but if you subscribe to receive information you get a free video explaining to you that there are no wrong notes because there really aren't any wrong notes and um that's a big obstacle for a decade. I was afraid to play a solo in front of anyone, first of all, because James was too good at it. But second of all, because, um, in, you know, intimidated. What if you hit a bad note? And if you if you look at it through this lens, it's not that way. So it's really exciting and it's kind of overwhelming. I just got the artwork today and the, the whole artwork is awesome, dude. Uh, there's more. I'll, show, I'll send it to you later. Like oh, the whole, cool. This whole mock up. Um, yeah, it, it's awesome. You guys are discussing it heavily, frivol frivolously unadulteratedly so 
I'm it's excited. awesome. Yeah, I'm psyched. It's crazy. Yeah. It's April will bring the five year anniversary of Rob School of Music, my oh, wow. birthday, and um, and a book. So there's a lot of cool stuff coming. Your what birthday? Uh, not 40th, not yet 40th. So oh. that's all that matters. Not 40th. Okay. Okay. Like sincerely, not 40th. Yeah. Like 12 months before 40th. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So I was I was talking to some of the kids here today, Brian, and I said I was doing this live stream, and they're like. Who with? And I was like, oh, you met one of them. They got Brian who was here. And then, of course, uh, Jeremy starts talking about you. And I was like, no, 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 I didn't. And they're like, oh, that guy, what is he, like 14? I'm like, no, that guy's, you know, in his 40s. And they're like, <laughs> what? 42, yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah. Just eat antioxidents. Higher, higher. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, that's what's going on. So I think it's um, <laughs> cool stuff coming from Team Record Talk over here. So for Absolutely. all those watching, loving, and enjoying, we appreciate you very much. We, we thank yes. you for tuning in on this one. And we encourage you to look back on our, uh, you know, what, 50-something episodes? In this the is bank. 53, right? Let there me just go. double check here. I believe whatever you say. Yeah, I believe whatever. You got to count the one. There's one that me and James did on Van Halen that you couldn't come to. So I don't know. If that oh, that's right. Right. Is, right. That, is that canon or no? I'm not sure. So <laughs> there was the one where you disappeared, too. Yeah, the one where I died and you guys just let <laughs> no it happen. No one checked on you and me and James like, We ah, did not check on you. Run this the show went on. So for anyone watching, my <laughs> camera died and I was just like this, frozen. I think you were leaned over to the... Whatever, the dead. I look dead. You do look dead. No one checked on me. You just let me No die. one... So let the record show also that he had an LED light in his background that yes. flickered because of the refresh rate of the LED versus the lights in the room and the yes. camera speed. Camera so speed. when that stopped flickering, we knew his camera had stopped. There was no yeah. concern that he had died. But how long much. did it take you to put it's that more together? concern about me looking at that flickering. It did not take uh. long because I was watching that LED the entire episode. Yeah. You know what's crazy is the camera I use for this, you can literally adjust three different settings of the refresh rate so you don't have that issue. I just didn't yeah. care to notice that. So. I actually <laughs> notice every now and again, like it either like focuses Assuming, or yeah. Yeah, yeah, something's going on with it. Well, I have to like, but, and then it finds it. It's pretty cool though. It's a very nice camera. It's a Logitech Brio 4K. Mm. I can see your JCM 900 very well. Yeah, it really does have some, yeah. There's a, there's a white falcon up over here. Falcon? I can see the very bottom of it. Oh, you see this? Yes. Ah. <laughs> Ooh. Is that the the Nash? No, this is a Silver Sky and Roxy Pink. Oh, I have two that's pink guitars. Awesome. You don't mean what you're saying. Don't lie to me. That's awesome. Maybe oh. talk. Maybe talk about Batman. I've heard nothing but amazing things. <laughs> it was great. I've heard. Nothing it's but like, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it so much. I didn't you're see it yet. I've just heard nothing but amazing things. It looks great. It looks gritty and gnarly. You know. Yeah, like the Dark Knight. Like, I just... there are these scenes that, like, I heard there's just... a Killing Joke Easter egg in it. You I hear him. You hear him walking, and like, you just see the panic in everyone's face, and you just hear the marching as he's approaching the bad guy. Yeah, and then he comes out of the shadows, and like, it happens two or three times, and each time you're like, oh yeah, oh, <clears throat> all right, oh man, yeah, you'll see it. It'll be on April 24th. It'll be on streaming. Oh, that next. Next. We'll have yeah. a watch. Forty-five we'll days. Forty-five we'll days from release. Watch party. So. Yeah, we oh. should. It's cool when you guys all come out here in April to celebrate my book release. Come on. Actually, I I might actually be out there just about that time. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Do it. I want to plan a big party in my honor. <laughs> Mount Fuji. We will get zombies. 
I'm thinking I want it to be at Marcello so we can raid uh, the, the the fancies. What's Marcello's? Italian Have restaurant here. A really good restaurant over here in town, but mm. they have uh, some kind of buddies with the owner and the uh, the sommelier. And they, oh, have, yeah. they, have, they have a very, very, very fancy whiskey selection. They have they, they know people with Buffalo Trace. Let's put it like that. Yeah. Oh, James Rose. Oh, did I? Yeah. All right, kids. Well, I think that's that's a fair amount of record talking for this eve. Record talk. So I don't know when the next one will be. Could be next week, could be next year. But in the meantime, be on the lookout for Monster Arms. Seller. Seller. Because I'm in a cellar. Oh, and James's to be titled Uh, driving Chipotle destination. (laughs) I think you should call it the Chipotle Chronicles. Chipotle. <laughs> there may be a lawsuit involved with that one. I'm not sure. I feel like I'd ultimately have to plan to go to a Chipotle every time. And I, I thought that's what that. you're saying. Did I misunderstand? I thought that was the goal. Oh no, that's just like this. I know you. Okay, and then I like of course, how we really got you there. <laughs> I'm just, it's just absurd what I get away with, and you just let yeah. me get away with it. And then hold on, I'll give you guys a little Easter egg teaser here before we sign off. Is it music? It's uh uh, this book shreds front and back yes. cover. What's up? I like the cover a lot. Yeah, I awesome. do too. Thank you. She made that. She made a mock-up of like a petal looking kind of thing. Yeah. And then there's actually an Easter egg inside of it because on the petal it says JK1S. So that's Jack, number one son. So great. Isn't that sweet? So that's very cool. And then she took my uh, my standard Rob Stock photo, but she photoshopped the green guitar in there and made it giant. Yes, you did. It's cool. It's going to be awesome. I'm so psyched for you guys to see it. Uh, like I said, you're in it a ton. So hopefully awesome. uh, I didn't say anything inappropriate. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Listen yes. to, listen to uh, uh, Pearl Jam 10. I mean, in utero. <laughs> in utero. What's wrong with you?